Hello and welcome to Paper Tuesdays. Mike, what episode is it? Oh, it's 59, 59. The numbers are getting big, aren't they? We are. We're getting up yeah. there, all right. Oh, yes, we, we are. And now we've Sean Sheridan with us. How are you, Sean? Welcome, Hi, Sean. lads. How's it going? Thanks, <laughs> thanks a million for having me on. Great to have you. Good, Sean good to be here. and Mark, yeah. you kind of had a friendship that uh, in Pints and Gory. Pints and Gory. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's how I met most people now. I'd say <laughs> Gory is just Frenches. Right. Back at Frenches. And what what is it that made you think that, yeah, there's a podcast in the three of us? Sean's very easy to get on with, I think. He's very, yeah. yeah. He's a very lovely chap and he's a good talker too. So I reckon he'd be a good pod podcast guest. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. always been great conversations, beer fueled conversations, but <laughs> good, <laughs> was, good conversation at the same time. Yeah. 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 He was recommended by Connor Moore. Oh, well, that's the highest yeah. of recommendations. Namaste, Shout Connor. out Connor. And he's back doing drumming and gory now uh, as well. I was there on Friday night. Yeah, was shout out to Gavin Stamp, whose birthday it was. And shout out, shout out. And um, he was <laughs> oh, there with the woman. And, yeah, happy birthday. Happy and birthday, Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. I couldn't believe how an hour of drumming could be so entertaining. It was just, and it was so different. And I, I loved how there was such a difference when he was doing the bow run and then doing the rain drum and then doing a bit of the bongos as well. And it was like... I don't know, you felt channeled up in the middle of Gory Little Theatre. Did he have the little spaceship thing? Yes. He did? Yeah, what did he play on that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no. I don't know the name of it now. What he played, but uh, yeah, it was good now. It was very good. I really recommend it. Yeah, it's the so. variety he brings to it though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, he's on the kit, he's on the, you know, I suppose on the bongos. And like, I mean, I remember the, was it the, the night of the festival he did... Uh, he was he was on stage. Was it last year or the year before? Mm. And I think he did like, you know, he was on the bongo, did the the djembes and the bongo song, and you know the the whole street was alive, yes. with, with with his his music. So Sean, yeah, unbelievable. This touches on the fact that you have a musical past mm. as well. Uh, you used yeah. to play the flute. Do you still play yeah. the flute? Yeah, on, Breed, a, on and off. <laughs> on the session, I suppose. Um, yeah, when like I I play it every now and then. I don't practice as much as I should, um, and and don't play it as much as I should anymore. But yeah, no, play, play it a lot. Would have played with Connor as well in Group of Kills and Kaylee Bands. Actually played with Breed as well there. So you know, there's been, uh, yeah, no, definitely was was very involved. I suppose especially from kind of the age of, I suppose, 10 all the way through teenage years, you know, would have studied it in school and that as well. It was probably a path I was only chatting about it the other day. It could have been a path that I, I could have ended up going down, you know, had I not went down the, the engineering way. But yeah, so yeah, Just for guys. sure. Not a lot of people was maybe associate me with it, but mm. I, I suppose, yeah. A and lot, what, got you, in the, what made you get the grow for Irish music? I think it was, I suppose it, it'd have to be uh, attributed to John O'Brien, fifth class, oh, right. uh, fifth yeah. class school teacher. Um, yeah, John John taught me, you know, Tim Whistle, and I suppose I, I had a, I suppose things progressed pretty quickly playing on the whistle. And I think sort of the traditional flute then was kind of, you know, that was sort of the, the natural progression. And I played the pipes then for a while, dealing pipes afterwards for, for for a couple of years, but um, I hadn't got a set. I had a set out on loan, so that that didn't really take off. But yeah, no, look, played uh, played loads over the years, and yeah, it was just just something that that progressed kind of naturally. You know, it worked out. Do you still play the double bass? No, but I am going to pick it up again. You're going I, to make I, a comeback? Yeah, I'm going to make a comeback. Yes. I love that. I love that. It was the dancing that got me, really, with the, with the double dancing. bass. It was like, you'd get it, and you'd give it a twirl, and you give yourself a twirl. And <laughs> I was in Groupie Girl with the, with the spinning, but I, I, I listened. I only choose when I... 
I choose when or when not to listen, basically, because um, I was told after spinning it once at the competition, that was great, Michael, but don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but I did it again. <laughs> and it was only afterwards that someone told me that. Yeah, you had been told not to do that. But no, there you are now. Did you play it classically? Oh, yeah, was it started off classically. Yeah, I think I remember that. We, were you playing during school? Did you? Yeah, did you yeah, play yeah during secondary school. school? I, think school I, yeah, I remember yeah. you playing. Yeah. yeah. Now that you say it, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people have musical past that that doesn't come up. It's, yeah. Speaking of which, so funny. engineering, there's a lot of maths in that, is there? Yeah. So I suppose, like, I would have had a sort of a an interest in in cars, planes. My father was into, my father's plumbing and heating, so I suppose, you know, it would have been always sort of going with him. And then with, with kind of strengths in maths and science in school, it was kind of, you know, that was sort of, again, you know, sort of fell into it as, as a career. I think, I don't know, I suppose I was, I was probably, you know, watching kind of, documentaries I, I don't know if there was a uh, the moment that that kind of sticks out to me as I wanted to do engineering was probably around 16 17 I think I was watching a documentary about um I think it was a it was either a British Navy ship build or a submarine nuclear submarine build and there was like electrical and mechanical engineers coming onto it and I thought oh maybe I thought you know engineering was was the thing for me I was kind of inspired at that stage but um, yeah it wasn't really clear I suppose like at 17 18 it's very hard for anybody to know what what they want to do but um, yeah kind of uh, I suppose that was probably the moment that I decided that could have been could have been for me you know yeah um, no it's just I've, but, I've heard it before that there's a crossover between an interest in music and an ability for music and uh, maths really okay yeah, very so. good yeah, yeah 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 no I, I didn't know that now but yeah I suppose like music would have been it would have been kind of there and may have been something that I would have studied. I suppose I was probably conscious as well that there's a lot of really great musicians who don't end up making it. Mm. So maybe there was a there was a safe element to going down the the engineering road as well, you know. But I mean science was there. I thought about veterinary for a while as well, but yeah, engineering got there in the end. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. you're five years now at the ESB and you know, I suppose all of the work and all is kind of Overshadow, I think, Sean, by the fact that now you're a dad. And yeah. that, must, that must change everything. You know, all the other stuff kind of takes another place. Ah, yeah, for sure. I suppose, like, everyone is kind of maybe career focused until until the, the children come along and then everything changes and I don't think you know and changes for the better like it's absolutely fantastic unbelievable um, a miracle to bring new life into the world but I suppose yeah everything there'll be probably no bigger change in in anyone's life than you know to have a new baby and, and have a child and have have a little thing you know that's that's dependent on on you like but um yeah no it's 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 been brilliant so yeah Mila's Mila is, is three and Kai is four weeks old so I don't know if, if you can see me or <laughs> behind the bags under my eyes <laughs> well a uh, couple of hairy nights the last the last week or so but I know it's um it's it's been brilliant you know the excitement is is unreal it's great to hear um, you beam about it because I'm sure there's a lot of stress and, and toil that comes with it but to 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 know that there's love behind it all is is uh 
It's great. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, well, I, I think, like, I suppose, look, there's, uh, there's, there's probably an, an element of stress. I think also probably in, in the lead up, like, there's a lot of people focusing on, you know, reading books and, and you know, trying to get going to dad school, we'll say. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't think there's any, you know, there's there's no book that can prepare you for the feeling, the love, you know, and I suppose everything that goes with it because every child is going to be different. I think probably the, the, the number one tip for anyone is to do the antenatal classes and listen at <laughs> <laughs> those, you know. But, um, yeah, no, like, I mean, um, unbelievable, you know. And uh, Nicholas at home, like, she's she's unbelievable as well, you know, like, with, with himself and with Mila. So, yeah, no, it's um, all, all good. Yeah. And you kind of started out with a new life in Tom Rack. Um, yeah, like? so <laughs> met Nicola, I suppose, just before yeah, just before lockdown last year and, and, and went down and I suppose she's she's in Tom Brack, so she had a she she kinda has a house out, out the back of her, her mum and dad, so we uh, I suppose as as things progressed then I, I made the move down there. It's always women that drag lads <laughs> away from their uh, from the home place. But yeah, no, it's set up down there. But look a lovely part of the country, you know. Great, great place. Recently signed with Tom Brack United. <laughs> yeah, well, recently signed, couple of training sessions, <laughs> bit of fitness to get back, a few pounds to lose, but <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. It must be well I suppose it's similar countryside to like like where you grew up in on the on the hill of Tara Hill, well on the side of Tara Hill. Kind yeah, of. well, si yeah, similar, I suppose. Like, yeah, I'm only over the road, so I'm very familiar with with this part of the country. I was only driving down the road, reminiscing about, I suppose, you know, growing up down on Clone Beach, fishing in the Ahair River. Mm. Um, but yeah, similar, I suppose, in in that it's it's rural, you know. People probably think that it's it's a little bit more, when you hear Tom Brack, you think, you know. the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you, think distance, yeah. <laughs> you think uh, the back of beyond. But no, in fairness, like where we are there now, it's probably, it's only about, you know, kind of three miles out of Fern. So you're you're central enough, you know, mm. and it'd be similar, you know, distance to what I was from, from Gorey. But um, always good to get back and, you know, chat, yeah. chat with the lads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, you did some great diving into articles. Will we take one of them? We'll take one. We'll go with my one. Yeah. My one of mine first. Yeah. Right. So, a bit of local news, I suppose, first. Uh, so, in this tribe, the most giant pop belly man becomes the most gorgeous man. So, the bigger your belly, the more beautiful you are, which I think is... Right. You think it's Life would be a lot easier if it was that way, wasn't it? That if you just got fat, that, that way you were the best. We might try and get the image up on, on our socials or whatever, because it's this. Yeah, thank you, Mark. It's just... A lot, uh, it's, uh, yeah. A I lot? suppose a, a, a lot easier maybe in, in the first world than, than the third world to acquire a, <laughs> yeah, a pot belly for sure. Yeah, there's all farmhouse but burgers out in Kenya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it uh, takes a discipline over there, yeah. So, <laughs> while Europeans and Americans fanatically struggle with every extra kilogram, the male representatives of the African tribe, African body tribe try to grow the biggest belly amongst their tribesmen. Those who succeed become true heroes and get all sorts of preferences. It's the original body positivity, really, isn't it? Yeah, so they have this thing called the celebration of Kel. So, over several centuries of this way of life, the body tribe has developed a folk festival called Completion of Fat Men. <laughs> it is held in the middle of summer and lasts for one to two days. Only men take part in it. Preparations for the feast begin several months in advance 
And for those who have many cows, even half a year in advance, only young and unmarried men can take part in the holiday. Having decided to participate in the competition of fat men, the man, uh, the man begins to eat only fatty milk and the blood of cows, refusing any other food. During this preparation, the man practically does not leave the hut and is actively gaining weight. <laughs> it's not for me. It's, it's not for you. For you. Uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Like how we're completely the opposite, and we're, we're trying all trying to lose weight and be fit and stuff. At Mark Halpin Fitness, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should all. There's something in I it, isn't there? Yeah, but I don't get it. I just, you know, I do. Right. I, I think I think I get it. So if you're a big fat man, it means you have resources. Surely, you have excess <laughs> food. Okay. You're you're you're. Uh, a strong hunter-gatherer. Now, you might be greedy with it. You're probably not sharing. It's a gluttonous. Yeah, yeah, gluttonous is right. Now, but like I I was struck by like, we think that, you know, it's a straightforward lineage from the past to the present and that, you know, Socrates said, develop your bodily strength and beauty to their highest limit. And that's why, you know, you go to the this I don't know how this giant belly pot is, is actually developing a bodily strength, but maybe that's down to me. I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. I suppose in that in in that world, you know, you're kind of it's it's probably associated with wealth and security, you know. Security. It's a bit like um, it's a bit like your man driving the Ferrari, you know, picking up picking up women <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> Very, it's a similar show, isn't it? You know, yeah, the belly, <laughs> the belly, <get> the <laughs> belly out, yeah. That's a that's a good one, though, Sean. It is security and is you know there, there's stability in that in that big mound, all right, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> You're kind of showing that uh, in that world, it's it's probably a show that you know where you know where hunger is tragically you know a big thing. Mm. That you know this is that's not going to be an issue here. Look at me. Yeah, because <laughs> there's cow blood. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the next article then, article two, emergency crew rescues sex doll after mistaking it for a drowning woman. So. Uh, an emergency rescue crew hilariously mistook a sex doll for a floating corpse of a drowned woman <laughs> off the Hanochi city on Japan's northeast coast. So uh, it's unclear how the blow-up doll ended up in the water. Perhaps this once-devoted doll lover finally got fed up of his silicone soulmate. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> However, another Twitter user who also documented the bizarre rescue chalked up the incident to illegal dumping of oversized trash, which is, an, which is unsurprising given Japan's stringent laws concerning garbage disposal. And it goes on to say, Mark, that you can give sex dolls funerals in Japan, doesn't it? Thankfully, one Japanese company has devised a more tasteful, eco-friendly way to put one's inflatable paramours out to pasture. <laughs> by throwing them a funeral, complete with candles, undertakers, and even mourning mannequins. And the Japanese, they're modern, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> a, a different world. I was going to say that I, I doubt the owner will be, will be forthcoming, but maybe maybe in Japan, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you yeah. never know. They'd probably prefer to have dolls than actual people, wouldn't they? They're very technological out there. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Sorry, I'm fighting with a curtain here. <laughs> I nearly fell over. Yeah. Could true. you see yourself now marrying a doll? No. No, I couldn't, no. Sean. No, no, couldn't say. Couldn't say. You? <laughs> no. <laughs> you thought about I that. <laughs> no, I can hardly work a printer. I wouldn't know how to turn her on. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be very, you'd want to have uh, the. You'd want to have some brain to be able to interact with a human, wouldn't it? Like. They are going that way though, sure. These are AI they? lads, you see them, like, they yeah. look like people, they talk like people, they react like people. Very mm. strange. You see that, uh, was it Google or Facebook too, they found two computers in the 
communicate with each other independently. Oh, okay. So they had to shut them down. Oh, did they? Yeah, they put a stop to it. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy, isn't it? That is mad. Just, just turn them off. Yeah, plug them out. Yeah, it's kind of, but there's, there's, you know, all sorts of theories about huge data gathering exp experiments and huge, you know, to, to kind of, I suppose, drive this, this AI, you know, mm. that they're looking for, ultimately, I suppose, computers to be able to make decisions. Do you reckon um, they've already passed us out, computers? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm willing to go with it. Yeah, I think they have. Do you think they're related to UFOs and AI? Uh, no, I think they're independent, no, are they? Independent, right? Yeah, but aliens, uh, aliens could be AI. Yeah. You actually found an article on aliens. Did I? Or no, that was Sean's found an article yeah. about the USL intelligence report. Uh, there was an RT article that, uh, yeah, there was a nine-page report that's, that's been released. And now I think this is a smaller one of a larger declassified one. Um, but it says that basically that UFOs are there, but they're not sure really if they're from outside space, outer space, or if they're coming from Russia or some other interfering country. Um, is yeah. there something else that you spotted? Yeah, or? no, I suppose. Yeah, just just not sure about uh, about where they're where they're coming from. But I, I think there's there's a there's a lot of stuff going on. There, there's a lot of stuff out there around. I suppose those those kind of beliefs, you know. And um, it's uh, you're letting it's, that it's hang there, Sean. Do you think? <laughs> that, do you believe in UFOs? Um, I think it's a, it's a real possibility. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. You know, I think if if the if the unit now we're getting very technical, no, we're, getting, go for it, go for we're getting very philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> I think if the universe is unlimited, you know, there is there is a possibility for sure that there's yeah. uh, there's other life out there. You know, there has I wouldn't to be. I wouldn't rule it out. I think yeah, you know, and if if you look at it from a from a probability perspective, and mm. um, you know, and if if the universe is is unlimited, like I think you know. For sure. Yeah, mm. for I think sure. it'd be arrogant to think otherwise. Ooh. For us to think that we're the only existence of life yeah. here on this little planet when there's so many Very others. Yeah, it, like all it takes is is the conditions to be right in another, you know, another planet Earth somewhere else. And who knows, maybe they are, you know, millions of years ahead with regard to technology. Yes. Yeah. Yori it's, Geller, it's um, one of the, have you heard of Yori? No. He's one of these guys who says England is going to win the match and then England doesn't win the match. <laughs> but uh, he's, he's one of these guru types and he has posted on Facebook to say that while the US report doesn't conclusively say that there's outer space activity, but he says that the Israeli equivalent has knowledge of extra, extraterrestrial activity. Ooh. And Yori says he can't say what he knows about the US but uh, yeah, he's he's convinced about that the Israelis know it anyway. I don't buy it. You can't make a statement like that and say, I can't tell you how I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can say that about anything. Like. <laughs> It'd be boring. interesting to see the basis for the for the article. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah some what? sort of... How do you see it? What, what's your review on aliens? Yeah, I'm happy for them to be here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Shout yeah. out aliens. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm open. I don't... They're listening. Nothing, is, <laughs> nothing in this world is going to... Sorry? Right, so all these uh, alien sightings now are coming out while there's a global pandemic. And the last oh. three global pandemics, there has been a sharp rise in alien sightings and UFO sightings. So the Black Plague, uh, really? some other, the other one before that, whatever it was, I think it was a Spanish flu or smallpox or something, there was a spike in. I never knew that. In UFO sightings, so is it people are being delirious, are people are being worried, or are aliens coming and planting pandemics on Earth? Oh, 
trying to control us. That's a different question. Are we like? So you think we're? Are we like sea monkeys for another existence? (laughs) No, I don't think so. I think if they're here, they're just here. You know, they're not keeping an eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Touching base, Shaney Mac, they've got, they've lost it all together. We're like Kiora Mini Farm, and then yeah. the aliens come and see us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd fall for that. Then. I don't get the idea that you know. I don't. No, I don't see the negative. But um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, speaking of, if aliens came here and they listened to Southeast Radio, I was listening to Southeast Radio today, and I love it. I just love Tony Kyo's request show, and he goes and uh, and shout out to Mary who uh, needs to get up. Jim says that uh, she's in the bed long enough now at this stage. And, <laughs> and, then, and then the next song is uh, Oh, don't forget me when I'm grey and old, and it's just chips from like different riffs, and uh, and then uh, there was a text in today and Happy Father's Day to uh, but. <laughs> what was going on? <laughs> and there's no end to it. It's just great. But yeah, I wonder what the aliens make of that because I, I, I find it fascinating. Anyway, so. <laughs> Are they tuning in on, on the long way from, <laughs> from somewhere as Tony Kyo is a star in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some bar up. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, Tony is one of those guys that you know he's kind of a bit of a celebrity like I know maybe in Wexford circles he's a small celebrity but like I met him once and I was taken aback by him and Mark Manson this is kind of linked to Mark Manson says right. when you meet a celebrity right. to not look at the celebrity or look at the people that are looking at the celebrity because you will see in a completely different reaction you will see them like light up as if like a, a whole candy store is opened up in front of them yeah. so it's this idea of celebrity and how we engage with them as humans what makes someone a celebrity? Um, an aura. I an think. aura. A following, I suppose. Wouldn't yeah, they? but they have to have a way about them. They have to have a... Like, people watch videos of Michal Marhurtig making a ham sandwich. And there's a reason <laughs> for that. You know, there's a reason that there's some power there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Strange, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. And I suppose, like, I suppose before kind of influencers, you know, people, yeah. th- there was probably some sort of reason or some something extraordinary about yeah. somebody that, you know, they were, they were a sports person or they were a singer or mm. they were a rock star or a big political figure that they became a celebrity. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, don't, I think, yeah, now it's, it's, it's almost like, you know any sort of any sort of fame, and 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 somebody is a celeb. Interesting that you know, and also goes but like there's a lot of kind of opinions out there as well that that people are taking on board as as fact maybe because somebody is an influencer or not. You know, and and it's not competency based mm-hmm. uh, stuff. It's it's purely like I suppose it's. It's you know it's just that that they got famous and this is their opinion on X so I'm going to I'm going to have the same. It's all changed, hasn't it? Like Roz Purcell put up a post last week and she said I think the con the, the message of it was that uh, we aren't if you know you don't have to talk about other people when you're with other people, and I thought wow like basically that's just promoting us to do good behaviour and like. Yet she has a following, and you know it's just weird how these things come back to like simple messages on, on our beyond behaviour. Mm. Well, I forget what I was going to say there. We, we, we were hitting a nice area here. That I love. Yeah, it. it's no, it's it's it it definitely yeah, and I think if if you're not talking about other people, you know, you're talking about something. But as you say, like it is, it's it's definitely the promotion of of good behaviour in mm. conversation. Mm. You know. 
It's yeah. not not always though. A lot of people are saying don't get vaccines and things like that on it as well. Like I can go yeah. on my phone now and like I can send a message to however many people watch my story. Yeah. Do you know? And mm. I can say whatever I want. It's the pace and of always, it all as well. Yeah, know, yeah. That's it. And like as Sean was saying, like it used to be competency based. So people that would have a platform would have earned that platform through um yeah, their work or whatever. Do you know? Do we want that, Mark? Do, do we want that? Do we I mean, want competency? Comp- no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You do. Yeah, I don't think fucking idiots should be able to say whatever they want and ha- influence know. other idiots. You know, like this is this is where we <laughs> people will find each other on the internet and make these little groups and proselytize stupid fucking things, and then they all agree with each other. Yeah. Whereas before, these would have just been like your weird uncle invite over to like at Christmas because he says these weird things, but now he's found all these other weird uncles who have to say at home too, and they've got on the internet, and now they all back each other up, and they just fucking feed into this thing, and then. <laughs> They don't get vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is an argument for and against it. Like, I mean, there's the the competency based like approach is 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 probably best. But at the same time, you know, there are going to be other opinions that were potentially maybe silenced previously, or they, they didn't yeah. have a platform. Yeah. But like, I mean. Years ago, say before social media, before you could go live, um, <laughs> it was uh, like, I mean, there was, you know, you, you had to see that person in concert or you had to meet them in person to know what was going on. I think, and it's it's probably, it's probably a lot harder for celebrities now with, you know, anybody can take a video of you doing, you, you know, whatever or where you are and there's, there's no privacy. Yeah, you yeah. know, to that end, with I suppose genuine celebrities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You get away with nothing. But uh, getting back to the idea of like having qualification or um, yeah. yeah, like I just don't like I I'd rather everyone be a journalist than only have a few journalists because when you have only a few journalists, then like. I, I texted you about the news the other day because I couldn't get over it. It was basically <laughs> fear, uncertainty, dread, COVID. New we're variant. a year into this. Yeah. And yet yeah. we're still going with this. Like, yeah. And this is what's coming at us from our traditional channels. And it's because that they, they, have to, they have to be seen as the authority because there's so much else going on. You could, you could just go on to Twitter, but instead you, you, you're on the, the television for 30 minutes. So do you want to get that... Hit. It has to be. It's news is a business as well, like you know. And yeah. they, every hour, don't they do the news on the radio? How many times is the news on the radio at RT? There's not that much stuff happening every day. That bad stuff. So they have to fucking yeah. say, what can we say and how can we make it as impactful so yeah. that we'll get people's attention? And they have to keep doing that every fucking day. Every One of the news hour. reports was that. Uh, there's no good news in that uh, the the travel date wasn't going to come earlier. But like it wasn't, go- there was no sign of it coming earlier. I'm like you know, so it's just yeah, it's still bad, folks. Nineteenth of July, you know, it's still it's- the same. Yeah, <laughs> in in the news, things are still the same. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> I think yeah, COVID was probably an interesting reset, like on on yeah. that concept because whilst you had the opinions, you know, in the beginning. Nobody knew what was going on, yeah, you know, yeah. and as it was coming out and then all of a sudden you have an expert on the on the TV in, in Dr. Tony Houlihan, yeah. you know, and everybody is turned to an expert for mm. an expert opinion, yeah. you mm. know, so 
that is, you know, and there's there's a competency based element there. Like. Yeah, sorry, John. No, I'm just thinking of this morning I saw that Buff Egan has announced that he thinks that Dr. Tony Toolan should be out, out, out. out. <laughs> <laughs> Buff the is league. not happy with the outdoor dining scenario and he thinks that indoor dining should be allowed. Um, so that's the word from Buff. So there is the clash, all right, between Buff Egan and Dr. Tony Toolan. Which side do we yeah. take? Yeah, I've seen, I seen something on Instagram there. <laughs> yesterday as well about uh, indoor dialing and someone was calling it a basic human right. Like, fuck <laughs> off, like. <laughs> what, are you, what are they talking about? Like, a, hu- a basic human right. We've outside most of our fucking existence as human beings, like, deal with it. Instead of food and water, yeah. it's indoor dining <laughs> and water. <laughs> what is the difference, like, in the walls? Yes. <laughs> Actually, Mark, this is a great point to ask you to read a poem. You wrote a poem on... Uh, outdoor dining. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. I wrote <laughs> <laughs> oh, This is great. This never would have seen the light of day now had this not come up. Yeah. So outdoor dining by Mark P. Halpin. Uh, <laughs> have you seen the cattle graze? I drive by, still amazed. Having bagels or something sweet. Breakfast in parking spaces, as if it wasn't on a busy street. That spot was meant for cars and bikes, not Michael Dwyer in his Nikes. Not to be mean, and if I am, I'm sorry. I feel the passerby watching from the ivory tower of his lorry. I'm sure it's worth it for the sake of sanity. Oh, no, I'm sure it's worth it for the sake of satiety. Maybe I'm a cynic or maybe it's anxiety. I've had the foods, I'm aware they're tasty, but I know I'd make a pig of myself and be snapped by the lens of Ger Lacey. No. <laughs> Unbelievable. That, that, that's <laughs> it, yeah. Because I did, I had lunch, breakfast, was did it? We had, we had breakfast there last week, out in the street. It was very strange. Like the bin, lorry, the bin lorry went past when I was eating my fucking breakfast <laughs> beside me. <laughs> That's not helping. No, <laughs> you not. your man on the side but grab the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great poem, though. There's there's a lot of analysis there. That, that Isn't there, Sean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could see that one now and leaving certain couple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so as well. I didn't even know it was a word. Satiety. Satiety. Even yeah. to feel full. Ooh, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah. Interesting. Will we go away at the third article? Yes, yeah, okay. that's fair. Right. And I love how mysteriously your phone lies on top of the tarot deck. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that as well. We were um, meant to have James was going to call in to us today, Flood. But he just sent us this flash flood. I, I oh, yeah, yeah, go on. Here we go. Saw something, lads. Penalties is no way to decide the fucking championship match. Grand for soccer. This is GA, right? Leave GA to do what GA does. But when it comes to penalties in GA, just out, out. <laughs> Wrong. It's not right. Bring back the replay. It's raw there. Raw, yeah, that's raw like that's it. I wonder, I wonder had they won, would he be saying the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> but this is a great way. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is the future. Get the man going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. In, yeah, you'd have to agree with him to an extent. I think, like, are we are we being influenced by 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 the soccer game here? Mm. You know, in in is GA being influenced by soccer? You know, by kind of having having that sort of a, a sudden sudden death set up or a or a, a penalty set up. There yeah. is a professionalisation take of this, and it, like I know it's been ongoing for years, but like I think it's only just becoming more intense in 
uh, as we go on. Like it's not it's not going any other way anyway. Like. No, I was, I was talking about this yesterday. They said uh, it should be they should do one penalty and a forty five and a sideline. <laughs> yeah, like he said like soccer that. is for the English. <laughs> or sorry, penalties are for soccer. Yeah, and that should be sort of one of each. Yeah, yeah. Mm. There'd be a great mm. excitement. Yeah, I could see that. Next goal wins would be better, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's similar to a sudden death situation in in penalties, but and so does does that have to be? Does the sideline and the forty-five and the penalty have to be taken by the same person? Ooh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> have you got specialists then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be a better way. It'd be far more entertaining, wouldn't it? It'd be an Irish way. An that's Irish what way. makes it. That would, that's what would make yeah, it. Yeah, like, and that's kind of, uh, I suppose, what I was getting at. Like, if, uh, you know, I, I w- is the game being, like, there, there is an element of, of professionalism in, you know, seeing your club setups for sure. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, I suppose coming down from, from the inter county setups to, or from the county setups to the club setups. And for sure, we're always going to move in that direction. But there probably is, you know, I think probably, you know, money, if money starts to come into things more with regard to, you know, if there was any sort of player salaries or if players could be influenced by packages to play for different clubs. I think that's maybe, and maybe there's an element of that going on as it stands, but maybe that's the point where where it goes too far. But like at the end of the day, there's there's probably something about the replay or, you know, a series of replays as happens in, you know, many times. But it's, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Definitely one for, for for debate. Yeah. What do you reckon? What do I reckon? Um, I think it's probably a, a source of necessity at the moment because mm. of COVID. Um, mm. You know they're they're rumping through them. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a very sad situation that the lads lost the minor footballers. Yeah, it was very close, wasn't it? Yeah, very close. It's had, that's the finest margin, like four three on penalties after extra time. And just when you know how much work has gone into that squad and how you know how much work behind the scenes and everything and how much how promising the young lads are. But mm. um, I suppose it's minor football at the end of the day, and I know sure, who, who cares? It, <laughs> it hurts James today, but you know we all move on and we will become stronger as a result. Yeah, we, I, I'm we reminded of yeah, <laughs> we we learn. and uh, I'm reminded of when Mark said, and we move on and we'll come out find a circular way to move around this. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very political. Finding, uh, speaking of that. Man's vanished penis returns yet to start functioning. <laughs> so the penis of a 52-year-old farmer vanished at a funeral ground. Uh, it has, however, returned but is yet to start functioning again. The man with the returned penis has been asked to abstain from sex for a while. A 52-year-old farmer in the Cratchy East municipality, municipality of the OT region has had his penis returned after it mysteriously vanished, Joy News <laughs> has reported. So this is from ganaweb.com. Uh, the returned manhood is, however, yet to start functioning. Uh, narrating the incident, the younger brother of the farmer, Isifu Ayeliwa, said they were at the funeral when a stranger came up to them and complained of hunger. In their bid to serve the stranger some food, he suddenly touched the senior brother's manhood and shortly after that, the manhood vanished. Speaking to Adam News... Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it has not returned, but I can't tell if it will function as it choose to or not, he said laughing. According to him, although the vanished penis has returned after search, after search and traditional performance, he has been given some days to abstain from sex to enable the progress of work. 
he has not been permitted to have sexual intercourse at the moment, but he was optimistic that the numbers of days given the penis might start working again as never before. The suspect at the time, who was identified as Adams Kwasi, was taken into the police station for investigations when all efforts to bring back the manhood failed. However, the Karachi East Municipality Police Commander, DSP Abayagi, said the police hierarchy does not deal with spiritual matters but rescued the suspect from being assaulted. So a man put a curse on it. On your man's penis and it's right. gone, it went then, but it's back, I don't know where he found it. Some week, wasn't it? Some week. An eventful week. But I so, looked it up and it's not a satire website. No. No. Gana Web, it's, it's real, real. real. Yeah. It's, it's actually happened. Yeah, it's right now. How do you do that? No. <laughs> you get some fright, wouldn't you? <laughs> I so there's, why, there's somebody complaining of hunger. <laughs> the guy that tries to help him, he puts a spell on him. <laughs> <laughs> Biting the penis to feeds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't help but notice back that you were burning. Um, oh, I burned sage. sage yeah, it so smells very like marijuana. Oh, really? All house smelled weed afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Me and Breed were burning the hair the other day, and I was I was wandering around and shaking it, and like going into all the rooms and getting all the cobwebs and all. And <laughs> <laughs> or you doing a little dance or I was, yeah. Were you chanting I something? I was chanting, yeah. Or were you chanting? Uh, ooh, Mark, I'll fitness. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there's no end to the amount of rituals that we can have no. in our life, is there? No, speaking of rituals. Oh, holy. Sean has agreed to let me read his tarot cards. <laughs> so, Sean, I'll say just a disclaimer uh, these carry very little weight unless you give it to him. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that's fair enough. So, well, I want you to know the interpretation of these. Uh, no, I just Google them. All oh, right, okay. So, Sean, I just want you to shuffle them and then pick out any three random cards, any ones that you know you feel pulled to energetically. <laughs> Am I giving way to these now? <laughs> uh, well, if they're good, you can. If they're not, that's why I'm saying it. If they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> I should have burned the sage while we were doing this. Yeah, yeah. Hey, young woman. Michael Sargent. On the Simpsons movie where... Okay, three cards? No. Uh, three cards, yeah. Three cards. Okay. So... Face down? Face down, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I'm being pulled to these energetically. <laughs> oh, I'm randomly are. pulling them out. <laughs> All right. So okay. we've so three cards there now. So this is your past, your present, and your future. So these are readings. Whatever it says in this is going to contain what was in your past. This is what's contained in your present, and this is what's contained in your future. So with the past first, we have. <laughs> I'll be back in one second because I need to ask Breed what this is. <laughs> what's that one? <laughs> I, I thought he was after being trained in this. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you got the ten of pentacles first, Sean. The suspense. <laughs> Michael, you got your Wait, cards right. We we'll wait did. and see. Ten of Pentacles, Tarot I, right. I found them very interesting. Right, so this is your past, Sean. So the Ten of Pentacles, in a general context, the Ten of Pentacles represents solid foundation, security, and happiness in all areas of your life. Like the Pentacle cards, it is usually connected to financial or material issues, so you can expect especially good things in those areas of your life when it appears. This is also a good card to get in relation to family as it represents family responsibilities. The new baby. Oh, very good. Well, this is your past, actually. 
uh, so I don't know what this means. You could find yourself <laughs> tracing your ancestry or discovering your family tree when it appears you may be feeling very close to your family at this time as the Ten of Pentacles can signify domestic harmony. Or you may be looking forward to a family event, celebration or gathering. This minor arcana card can represent being conventional and embracing the old school traditions. Life mm. should be stable and settled when it appears in your tower reading. So that's, mm. that's good. Very interesting. That's a positive yeah. card yeah. by the sounds of it. Were you ever drawn to your family? <laughs> as little as I know. <laughs> probably, yeah. Probably over the years, yeah. But I suppose maybe there's, there's probably a period in in primary school or wherever where you're doing up family trees and stuff so right. I don't know I suppose um, yeah maybe, maybe we all are <laughs> but that's that's interesting no, we, we of all feel... the cards it's it sounds not too bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. and now you're present we have the hanged man Ooh. Oh. I actually do think this is good because I think I got it before the hanged <laughs> man Breed was floating in the distance there yeah, this is... your spiritual counsellor is yeah. Is within reach, Mark. Right. <laughs> so the general, this is the hangman general interpretation and meaning. In the general context, the hangman tarot card indicates you're in a situation you're not happy with. Uh, the hangman may also signify that you may be facing a dilemma and you're unsure what path to take. Uh, you need to step outside yourself and look at the situation from a different angle. Give yourself time to just relax. Stop being in control of things and just let them be. The correct course of action will become clear to you in time. Yeah, very, interesting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> very interesting we'll go, that, that could have been worse right so we're going with the future and we have oh the ace of cups this is good if I remember you got this didn't you did I I think so the ace of cups tarot guide we have a similar future ahead of us Michael so we're good, we're good. Uh, in the general context the ace of cups tarot card in an upright position signifies new beginnings usually in terms of love empathy compassion and or happiness when this minor arcana card appears, it indicates you'll be feeling happy, positive, and good about yourself. Now is a good time to begin new friendships and to get out there and socialize. People will be very receptive, kind, and friendly to you with this card appearing in your tower reading. It can also be an indication of good news or celebrations coming your way. Oh. Very good. Yeah, the future's right. bright. The future's bright. That was good. That was good. All good. Because there are, there are bad cards in it. Like, there's ones about like rape and sexual assault and stuff, so... Thankfully, yeah. you didn't get those. No. Not on this reading. No. Yeah. And how many cards is there in a deck? Oh, jeez, I know, 52, is there? <laughs> <laughs> 52 in usual decks, there's, I'm not sure. There's a lot there, jeez. That's not, there is a lot there, there, isn't there? there isn't yeah. There. yeah. There's a lot there. Mark, why, why did you want to do a reading? Uh, I just I just felt like, I don't know. All right. Breed suggested it. <laughs> are you no, going to do curious. these now going forward is this going to be a, a kind of a, a segment um, yeah or a, is, it, is it going to be a, a, another business off uh, Mark yeah, yeah. Fitness? I, I do Instagram page please so I hope so yeah Mark's card reading Mark's card. <laughs> I want to say I'm wearing a shawl <laughs> it all yeah. started here you need a good hat for that as well yeah <laughs> I do look like a tarot reader don't I <laughs> you have a bit about you already yeah. Yeah. You can go oh into the fortune tell and then the parish priest in front is not going to be too happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was in with him last week trying to organise a christening. <laughs> Weren't you on a podcast doing <laughs> magic? I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't think that's good. <laughs> there are priests who read tarot cards, isn't there? Did you not tell me that? Well, your man, our shout out, Mark Patrick Hadman. Shout out, Mark Patrick Hadman. <laughs> he monk. wrote a book on them. And, he wrote, uh, yeah. Uh, he thinks that they're useful in, you know navigating our way through life but that we shouldn't treat them as if like the future is determined that we have the power over it not the cards yeah so 
There, that's the full disclaimer now. Mm. Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's a, it's an interesting one. You know, if if people are kind of using them, maybe it can give them some. You know, maybe it can give hope. You know, yeah. so mm. there's probably advantages in maybe adjusting adjusting mindset with them. You know, if you get yeah. a good card for the future, that you know that sets somebody off thinking positively. And, yeah. You know, it's, absolutely. There's maybe there's benefit there too. Certainly. Mm. Yeah. Very well said. Um, we we were, we were meant to have this in a pub. But mm. I suppose we should uh, talk about being in a pub. Uh, now, we're not sure if we will be allowed in pubs, but uh, what is it about the pub that, uh, you know, has has given us momentum behind uh, looking forward to um, going back to a pub? Uh, I suppose the social aspect of it has to be, doesn't it? We're sort of, we're all closed off and you couldn't even go to home visits and things like that. So now that things are opening back up and you can go and socialise again, I suppose there is hope in that, that the world is kind of coming back to normal. Mm. Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's 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 definitely the, the social aspect. And I suppose, like, if, if you're in a family situation and maybe, you know, sort of drinking at home might, might suit certain people if, if they have a bigger household and they've mm. loads of people to socialize but if, if you're talking to you know particularly people on their own and you know maybe an isolated couple would say you know i think the the pub is it's it's definitely the the social element mm. and people are saying oh the, the pubs will never come back after this and you, you know there was all sorts of things being said why why would you go to the pub when you can drink at all but I think you know it has to be the social side of it you know yeah. there's like and you're going and I suppose in you know we, we were talking about I suppose funny stories and kind of drinking and, and going out and you know I think like throughout college and whatever would have went out I would have went out a lot of people would have went out wherever they were based you know be it you know Dublin Waterford Limerick wherever Galway and I think when you go out at home like it's different you know mm. there's something great about going out at home going out in Gory like I would have always you know preferred to have a night out in on the town in Gory than you know maybe out in Dublin because of that social element seeing mm. people you know that you haven't seen in a while, meeting Mark, having, oh, our, <laughs> having our weekly conversation, you know, but like it's, and and I suppose like, McGovern's was probably a big pub when, when we were going out and growing up, and like, you could almost tell who was in McGovern's before you went into it, <laughs> you know, like, and you could nearly tell where they were going to be, you know, there was X amount of people stood at the top bar above the steps, mm. others below, and then obviously there'd be, you know, there's going to be people there from, you know, I suppose outside of Gorey and people that you wouldn't have met before, but like, I think there is that, you know, there's that kind of community in, in a sense of community in a small place and going out in a, in a town like that, you know, that, that definitely has to be considered that, and that we're not getting, that we've lost mm. by by being in lockdown. There uh, are shared traditions as well, like uh, I think Basil sent us in that, uh, you know, it was the trail of where he'd go. So, you know, Bob's and then over to um, the Fowler and then up to Brown's mm -hmm. exotic place yeah. and maybe back to McGovern's. And, you know, you can recognise with that trail because I think that's what a strength of Gory in that, you know, there's a natural, every pub is offering something different. Um, 
you know, and that you can go on a bit of a crawl as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's always, yeah, there's always that, like, I suppose the big crawl was was probably always the 12 pubs. But aside yeah. from that, like, you do have, you know, there's kind of the beginning of the evening where you might start, you know, in the bridge or the coach house or somewhere kind of quieter. And as the evening goes on, then you, you move on up the town. But there definitely is. And, and that probably changes over time. But it's it's definitely, yeah, there's... For for sure, there's there's something in that, you know. Yeah, when I was eating out first there last week or the week before, I I was just struck by the delight of just seeing other people in the same space. You take the for granted, don't you? Mm. It's, uh, it's weird, isn't it? We yeah. were we, me and Brie got lunch at the coach house there yesterday, and even we noticed like it was it's weird to even just be around that many people, you know, sitting around talking. It's strange to think that that would ever be foreign. Yeah. Too, you like. Yeah, we we were out there as well the, the, last week and uh, sit, sitting outside and and you know chatting with Nicola and Nicola was saying you'd almost think you were doing something wrong. Yeah. You know you're sitting there and you're wondering, gee, should I be here? And then you know you're kind of mask on walking around or if you're going to the toilet or whatever and then mask off when you sit down. But I mean it's it's. Um, yeah, it's 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 mad to think like in the space of a year that something that was so normal that you go to that extreme like to think that you're actually, you know, you're almost in a position of thinking that you're doing something wrong by yeah. being out like. But um, yeah, no, um, <laughs> for for sure it'll be good to have them back now whenever that happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my drinking days are beyond me. I think I, I went really? to anchor last night. I'd say I had maybe four or five pints and two Malibus. And I was shook today, shook this morning. Genie. Yeah. It's because it's of the variety. Mm. I've always very interested in what causes a uh, hangover or whatever. Like, do you think it's because you you had a contrast between the Malibus and the Guinness? Thing? No, I, I was Heineken actually. Oh, but uh, no, I still I still would have been hungover if I just had Heineken, I think. I was just getting old. Whereas yeah. like when you're 18, 19, you can go out and drink and then do a day's work the next day. Like, no bother yeah. on here, you go play a match or something. But Jesus, I couldn't do anything today now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it definitely doesn't affect your. It, it, it doesn't affect you as much when when you're younger now. And like I suppose, uh, look at I. I have a couple of years on you even, but <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did notice. And I think especially because you know you probably don't drink. You know the the period between say a session that you might have might might be the same. But yeah. I think that probably affects you more. Mm. I think if you're if you're kind of maybe drinking every weekend, you maybe don't get a hangover as bad when you're older, but maybe when the durations are longer, also mixing drinks is a big thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that definitely you begin to suffer, for sure. <laughs> that little bit more. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and yeah, I think, I suppose, yeah, it's kind of when, when you're going out and you're beginning maybe, and this would happen maybe couple of years again for myself with the drinking days being beyond you but when you're going out and you're not kind of recognizing the crowd as much mm. or the crowd is becoming diminished I suppose you're kind of yeah as you say maybe the drinking days you're getting old at that stage yeah <laughs> that's good for sure yeah uh, Sean, you mentioned that you have a love for Eminem. Mm. <laughs> I, I seen I seen the video that you had posted of Eminem doing dancing at the crossroads. Uh, <laughs> oh right, so that was it. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was good. Random. I was yeah. I uh, know. I'd be uh, yeah again like uh, 
be a fan of I suppose all things music and and a lot of different you know I'd listen to some you know 60s 70s 80s 90s stuff like a wide variety but yeah for sure I'd, I'd listen to Eminem now that'd be that'd be good did, did I see something uh, did I see something you, you were you were going into a DJ and partnership Tomorrowland no. <laughs> this man has decks. Already. I have decks, yeah. yeah Dimitri like... Halpin and, uh, <laughs> and, like and like Mike Dwyer. <laughs> I love is it. this happening? Yeah. This is what the people want Let's to see. I think we could do it. Couldn't I we? would love to go to Tomorrowland. Would you? I would love uh, it. Yeah, be right up your street. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the day element. So, uh, yeah, I would was. I still want my sleep or whatever. You'd want to be home early. <laughs> Tomorrow. Get a bit tired now. Can you turn it down? <laughs> trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow it looks like the the ultimate festival. You're always kind of drawn to these highlight reels that they put up. Yes. I remember during college there was a we used to be. It's probably not a great thing to listen to when you're trying to study. But, uh, <laughs> there's there's these highlight reels of you know of the Tomorrowland festival. And you used to be always listening to it and again threatening like that, threatening to go, mm -hmm. but uh, never been. Never been. Yeah. <laughs> Tricky enough one to get tickets to, I think. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Expensive enough as well. Either to two year wait or something. You have, to be, you have to be well in advance. But we're we're going to get in with you when you yeah, get headlines. Yeah, we're on, we're on, <laughs> on the main stage. We're episode 59, yeah. yeah. We'll have uh, DJ Keno for our <laughs> warm up act. <laughs> that sounds doable. This is, yeah. this is where Absolutely it all started. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, uh, Sean, you did a running challenge lately. What, what was that like? Yeah, in February there, I did um, 100, 100 miles for the matter. Yeah, no, it was uh, very good now. De definitely, you know, it was it was trickier than I expected because I think, you know, that kind of 100 miles in a month, I think there's a limit. <laughs> there's, I, I, I def there's definitely a limit where it, it becomes probably a bit tougher. Um, but I think yeah, the, the the hundred miles in the month for the Matter Foundation now a fantastic cause and was absolutely delighted with with the sport that I, I got there as well. But um, yeah, I did did the hundred miles and yeah, it's one hundred and sixty kilometers. So like that in thirty days, you kind of, you know, it's it's probably is it you know it's a little over five k a day. And February is a shorter month, so it's maybe a little bit more again. So you kind of have to be keeping on top of that. I think the key is, Kevin Morrison actually said to me, the key to it is, he, I think he did it last year, he was saying run every day and don't miss a day and don't, you know, don't get to the stage where you're trying to play catch up. Mm. Because I think if you're playing catch up in a situation like that, you have to do a lot of miles, and then the legs are, are probably getting tired. But um, yeah, I ran it out. Now it was it was good. I never really liked running, and I I suppose it's it's probably it's probably an acquired thing. Like I think I think you have to kind of get into it. I did a lot of cycling back back in the day. I did a bit of racing when I was a teenager, but running wasn't something like aside from you know the GA pre-season stuff and kind of GA stuff in general I probably wouldn't have done any sort of solo running so it was it was interesting for sure yeah. but um, well done yeah um, would you look back with fondness on the push-up challenge that you did in Australia yeah it's nice to have something like that isn't it to make you go, go out for a fucking run or like do the push-ups or you know you're uh, accountable to something you know you're doing it for charity or you have a cause behind it as well mm. I suppose helps you know yeah I think that's and like to do anything like I think you have to sign up you have to be accountable mm. to something you know I, I was when I was away in Malta in 2019 I was to do it there was a triathlon it was a half Ironman 
in Dunleary and I had signed up to do that in August and I did most of the training. I think I was like 12 or twelve or 14 weeks into sort of a 18 or 20 week training period mm. um, and I ended up sort of tearing my hamstring in the middle of it so it all went away but I think you need to have that, mm. you know, sort of, I suppose, you need to have something to aim for. You need to have signed up for something, mm-hmm. you know, to be like there's an end date then, or there's there is an accountability associated with that. Yeah, but um, and it's just about showing up. Like when you look at a big shout out to um, TJ Hamill. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, he's completed day three six five. I'd say by the time this goes out, three six five of three hundred sixty five days of running ten k and like. It's an extraordinary commitment, and he he did it even with a dog bite that yeah. uh, on his thigh or um, calf. Um, so like, yeah, it's just when you see a human being put commit to something and do it and actually follow through on it, it's it's brilliant. Yeah, unbelievable, and that's you know that's significant. Six miles, six miles a day, or just yeah. over. Mm. You know that is that's that's good running. It takes it takes some doing. You know, and especially when you've. You know, if if you do come up against an injury or an eagle, it's uh, yeah. Yeah. it's that's serious achievement. Yeah. What have you taken from the podcast experience, Sean? Would you recommend it? Ah, yeah. No, it's been brilliant. It's been yeah. great, great to be here and chat. And yeah, no, for sure. Did you, you have a you have a serious setup? I know I said it there when I came <laughs> in, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's been good. It's it's definitely been uh, something new. I hadn't hadn't done it before. But, yeah, uh, exactly. But you've yeah, been, great. You've, you've shown that. There's so there's a podcast in everyone, and mm. uh, you know, like you've been a great guest, just to, to be able to talk about anything as if you had a pint in your hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, thanks to me. I I suppose coming on there and maybe a bit nervous in the beginning. It might have been a <laughs> it might have been a head to have a pint in the hand, but no, great, to, yeah. great to get on. And thanks a million for having me. Thanks, Sean, and yeah. all the best to your Nicola and the two chaps. And now we'll send you off with Liam Dunn. Oh, mm. very good. <laughs> Very good. I read. I read this book back in the day. So oh, did you? <laughs> an interesting right. one. Do you want to pick a number, Sean, between one and two eight six? Is it two eight five? Go with two two o one. Two o one. Oh. We wanted to go on holidays, but Tom Neville and Mick Jacob didn't want that at all. They were afraid we'd go on the tear in Spain and not be right for the replay the following week. In fairness to Castletown, they managed to put the match back for a fortnight, but our own mentors would have none of it. And despite the spate of meetings, Story and I were deprived of our holiday in the sun, a break we both badly needed. There we go. A local show. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, d- definitely sheds a bit of light on on the on the old way, doesn't it? You know, yeah. the uh, the few oh, points. It's Castletown of Leash in the Leinster semi final. Oh, right. Our Castletown. Oh, we we okay. wouldn't put the match back. Let <laughs> <laughs> the lads have their holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I was a bit distracted by what happened on the other page. Um, so we better call him Billy. I told Etna. The whole village thinks that's his name anyway. So that's Liam Dunn. That's, that's how Billy Dunn got his name. That's Billy Dunn got his name because uh, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. More in that book anyway but that's that's leaned on for you boys and girls yeah. yeah great great book I think there was interesting didn't he have a relationship with Roy Keane wasn't there something between oh, the yeah. two I think Roy sent him that. a jersey or was there they, they knew each other 
It was a it similar was like rugby, no? interesting day. Yeah. 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 I don't know the relationship there. I think, yeah, because I, I suppose as books haven't sort of read the two of them, they're very, they're very similar. I suppose really? you, you could probably do a, a similar uh, on the field. If, if you run out of if you run out of quotes from the Liam Dunbuck, the Roy Keane one is probably a, a good one. I think the first one, but um, yeah, very honest, like you know, for sure. Yeah. But good uh, to know. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I think that's it. That's it. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Thank Thanks a million, Naz. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> Much appreciated. Hey, <laughs> man.